It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the Duke of Pipso Tournament Time Participation Award Ceremony at the beautiful Nickelodeon Hotel and Resorts in Putacana, Dominican Republic. I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now we celebrate all the spices, except allspice. Martin, I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's beautiful here. Um, and everyone was, uh, you know, just just as um, sort of obnoxious as you would expect getting their participation awards, you know. Um, I can't believe that so many people got slimed. I know. And, um, you know, you'd think that they actually won something. but um, But, you know, participation is... Is at least ten percent of the battle, so um, you the can't, rest of it is just who you know. You can't spell championship without participation, right? But uh, I think it's time for us to uh, get the show started in the right way, the correct way, which is with a positive affirmation. I'm ready, uh, Martin. I yes. hereby affirm that. You have grown in many ways since we have known each other. For example, you now will eat sausage and green peppers on pizza, not just pepperoni. This is an amazing transformation, and I am affirmatively impressed by you and the kind of person you have become. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was great. Yeah, sure. Well, I have a positive affirmation for you as well. Okay. Be thankful for what you have, even if it is not perfect. You are fulfilling your purpose in this world. You will make mistakes, and I know you will do them on a large scale sometimes. Wait, hold on, I... Sorry, that last one, I I lost the end of it. So, anyway, positive affirmations. Yeah, it seemed like that wasn't really complete. Also, you nev- it never said my name. Are you sure that you aren't just uh, re-gifting one? When, would I, when oh, have I ever mind. done that? Yeah. Don't you never feel mind. positive in your soul? Yeah, I do. Doesn't your spirit seem more free? More? Uh, yeah. yeah. More or less. Yeah. Sure. So it worked. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it worked. Let's go, let's move to uh, something that, um, you know, that we've been keeping our eye out for. Uh, Martin is, you know, the gravy blazer is moving around. It always oh, is. Oh, I've seen it. And if you look around, you're going to see it. And sometimes, though, it just sort of... It just sort of pops up right in front of you, and you can't even even if you even if you don't want to see it or aren't in the mood for seeing it, it shows up anyway. I think we have a couple of examples of that right here. Oh, uh, I why do. Not, why don't you go ahead? Uh, many of you may know Cubs chairman Tom Ricketts. He is a billionaire, sort of born on third base, maybe like twenty feet from home. You could argue he bought the Cubs you know, renovated various businesses in Wrigleyville for better or for worse. 
Now the Cubs are cutting payroll because they can't afford, you know, because they're spending so much money. But good news, he woke up a couple weeks ago, got the gravy blazer out of its hermetically sealed dry cleaning bag, put it on, and made an offer to buy the Premier League team powerhouse Chelsea. I've heard it's somewhere between 3 and $7 billion is what it will take. Now, I know he probably doesn't have the money, but if you're wearing the gravy blazer, money's not really important. You can always get the money. And in fact, wearing the gravy blazer means you've probably at some point almost definitely wasted money on something really dumb. Exactly. But you go into any bank, preferably maybe a Saudi or Russian-owned bank, with the gravy blazer on, You'll get the loan, guaranteed. Well, it must be hard, you know, for him, you know, knowing that uh, that there are so many fans of the Cubs who are just so, you know, just have this this strong desire to keep watching winning baseball and to keep bringing World Series championships to the north side of Chicago. And it must be hard for him to be like, you know, how am I going to be a great enough man for all the people of Chicago and of London? And how I just, I'm, the world needs me and my money. And so I have to rescue Chelsea from the, the, the grip of a, of a Russian oligarch. Ah, man, what what a guy. What I a thought guy. you were getting off track there, but you saved yourself at the end. What a guy. He and just... remember, Matt, we should recognize as Chicagoans that he brought a World Series title to Chicago so no one can complain or comment on anything he does ever. Well, I'm certainly not doing that. Good. Uh, Good. But, yeah, so he's a, you know, just just be glad that you have an owner that that cares so much about the sports in the world that he feels compelled to, to rescue these great franchises um, for no other reason, but to make the fans happy. Imagine Um, you have the gravy blazer on you're in your mansion. You're Tom Ricketts. You're burning hundred dollar bills to light your cigars, right? You know that people aren't smart enough to understand all your moves. No, no. You're 33 moves ahead of everybody all the time. You're playing 33-dimension chess. Right, exactly. Everyone else is just playing Candyland. Speaking of somebody that uh, likes to play uh, Klingon chess or whatever it is and keep, you know, that you think he's an idiot, but actually he's uh, not, is... uh, Another person I saw wearing the gravy blazer was Eric Trump, oh. uh, known to the world as one of the sons of the former president of the United States. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's, anyway. Is that funny? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, now, he got on, he put the gravy blazer on, and he, he went on uh, Fox News, if you can believe this. And he said that his father... I like how he calls him his father. You know that his his dad makes him do that. Um, 
He said his father would have never allowed the invasion of Ukraine because all he would have had to have done was call the Russian president and tell him, um, I'm not cool with this. This is not okay. You're not going to do this. Remember who I am. I'm DJT. So anyway, um, of course, this is just completely ridiculous. And it's, you know, he's saying my dad can beat up your dad pretty much to the world. And uh, I don't know. I'm guessing uh, nobody really misses that horse. Horses, you know what, behavior. One thing uh, I just thought of when you said that. That comment doesn't work if your dad's dead. Yeah. True. Is that but, some kind of is that some kind of secret joke? No. Okay. Well, whose so dad it's is a dead? Secret, it's an inside joke. I feel what like that? we're getting off track. I'm yeah. Well, we yeah. have some housekeeping to get to. Oh yeah, um, big time. Now, Martin, you have been you've been monitoring our feedback lines. Have you? Uh, I have been. What'd you get? What have you heard? Well, this is from our one of our loyal fans, Runst or Runsty, and he had a comment about. Well, I'll just read it. Which spice is the overall winner of the spice tournament? You only did round one. There must be one winner. This is America, and who gets the buy? You should have gone for eight spices so you don't have an odd number. Also, I've attached my step mill logo design. And then, you know, I'm not going to comment on the design because we're going to pick a winner soon. More on that later. Um, but I think everyone won the Spice Tournament. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clear. Yeah. Well, I mean... All I can say is, you know, we'll take that feedback, Runst. Um, I do like the idea of your your idea of expanding the all uh, all time tournament, not the. Spice oh, really? Tournament. So then, what's even the point of the regular season then, if everyone gets in? Look, you know, don't give me all your, uh, you know, pure, you know, purity tests, okay? We're not. You wouldn't pass them. No, and you know the people want they want what they want. It's if that isn't clear from Runst's um, letter, then I don't know what is. Well, Um, I already put his letter in the filing cabinet where feedback goes. Ah, the round one. It's an incinerator file. It's an incinerator. So we're so just for you, Runst. We're expanding it to thirty-three rounds with one thousand one hundred and two spices. And yeah, and everyone's gonna love that. Buys. Everyone's gonna love that. Just and they're all gonna thank you for um, you know making us do better. So gee, thanks. Okay, um, but you know, to his point, Martin, um, at least well, what I got from it was that he wanted to contribute to our contest, and he did submit a logo. Now and, you know it's it's in the running. We've right. gotten a few so far. Right, And we're just here to announce right now, next week, we're going to be announcing the winner. So if you have any that you want to submit, you need to do it between now and, oh, I'd say Friday. Yeah. Just to give us time to review. We have to run them by legal. There's right. There's a lot of steps involved. So 
and what we want everyone to know is that uh, just just to make sure that this contest is really really you understand how important it is to us and really everyone anywhere we're announcing the biggest prize ever given on in any contest ever so yeah ever 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 and so what we're giving is we're giving you a planet like one that go is in the universe uh, you know, going around the sun, it not eight. It's not our sun, but it's one it's that a is sun, right? Um, you can see it if you have a telescope. You can see it. Um, Depending it looks, on what kind of telescope you have, it looks it looks like a dot, um, sort of like a bright dot. But it's you know it's far away. But it's when you get there, it's well worth it. And also, it's your own planet, so you can. You know, anything that you want to be, you can be be there. You can be president of the planet. You can be king. You can you be, be commander of the armed forces. You can be a Klingon um, emperor of the planet, which means you could, you're like a you know, hostile takeover. You could open an Arby's out there. So, um, you know, which one it is and how, you know, like the ownership papers and stuff, you know, you know, we can't give it all away on the air, but anyway, we want you to be excited about it because we are and really excited. Make sure that, you know, make sure that you spend just that extra 10 minutes on making sure your logo is the best one, because, you know, that's the difference between winners and losers is, you know, you take that little bit of extra time. Also, don't be a loser. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, And then. I guess finally for housekeeping, we have a couple of corrections and updates from some previous podcasts, and just going to go through them, Matt and I. Now, again, we're not really admitting any fault on these. No, no. Yeah. So, no. Please, please don't think we are. No, that's, we're, we're not. Just to be clear, Martin, you Martin was obviously joking. That was uh, that was a joke. We are not assuming any responsibility or fault ever for anything, but certainly not for these um, this housekeeping items, which weren't clearly clearly not our fault. No, in any way. So, well, go ahead. Let's yeah, let's some read of you, them. Some of you might remember episode eighty six, the secret mysteries of Sherlock Holmes. Robert Downey Jr. is not. Again, he is not the real Sherlock Holmes, allegedly. Yep. Um, you know, we're not allegedly. We just, yeah, we, that's the best we can do. Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean we were right or wrong. We were right. Well, we weren't wrong. Yeah. Don't right, forget exactly. also uh, episode four, Martin. Uh, which oh was, yeah, that was Martin's Arbor Day celebration. Yes. Now, former Oakland Raiders coach Art Shell, not me, is generally considered or credited with bringing Arbor Day to the West Coast. So, you know, we regret any confusion. Just um, to be clear, we regret any confusion that Matt or I might have had. Right. Um, so, you know, what what can you do? I mean, 
We were confused. We we read what's on the paper, so right. we're covered. Um, a lot of people loved episode forty-one. Yeah, your cousin from Boston, the Sam Adams guy. Mm-hmm. Apparently, three animals were harmed during the recording of the podcast, and I just want to say we regret any trauma this might have caused either to Matt or myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love animals. Uh, Martin loves them, but he's he's allergic to them generally. I love them from afar. Right. So there's no question, you know, we don't hunt or anything like that. Um, you know, we are sort of, we do, we eat meat. Yes. And animal byproducts. But That's you why know, you have the pointy teeth. That's Right. That's, and that's why we're so strong. True. Um, but, you know, that's a choice, but. You know, we would never, it's never okay for our animals to be harmed. And it's never okay for us to, well, hold on, me or you to experience trauma. Yeah, that's the real thing. Right. Let's not be absolute. Okay. Okay. I mean, there could be a situation where we have to harm an animal. Okay. You're right. right? Yeah. I mean, this isn't, yeah, it's, you know, in the real what world. If a, what if a dolphin is trying to attack your children? I know. I you know then you use the the dolphin sequestration maneuver, right? Which is you learn it uh, in first well in lifeguarding. But would you anyway. steal bread from a jaguar to to feed your mother? Yes, you would. You would. It's pretty obvious. Now episode sixty nine, which was the Duke of Pipso coming of age special. Great episode. Um, now. You know, is that as I recall, you know, that that was that's one of the the ones with the highest amount of downloads. I'm not I'm not really sure why other than, you know, it's just it's an important topic. Uh, Yes. But we did forget to state publicly a variety of information pertaining to obscenity law and the First Amendment. So Duke of Pipso regrets the error. I, yeah, again, that seems a little too specific there. I feel like we weren't given all the informa- all the information to really provide it on the podcast. Right. And that's not our fault. No, nothing's our fault. Right. So it, maybe we regret that we didn't have all the information on hand to provide to people. Well, no, that no, might you're be right. too absolute. Also. No, no, you're you're right. Just the more confusing it is the more it benefits us. So True. Good point. And let's, let's, Martin, I think there's one more. Oh, yes. Episode 17, Martin and Matt take on all of Tokyo. And again, all means all. Uh, that episode was given a score of zero slash unacceptable by the International Politically Correct Podcasting Institute. We will not apologize, and we never will. We gallop to be free. I think that, really, that says it all. Yeah, I know. We don't want their blue helicopters coming in and taking over. No. And, you know, nobody thinks we're we're not politically correct. They might think a bunch of other things. I think that, that the, the IPCPI, you know, got it wrong. Oh, they were. Not, this isn't the only time they got it wrong. Yeah. 
You know well, who else wasn't politically correct? God. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And George Washington. No. He had wooden teeth. I mean, talk about murdering a tree. Just I'm so not going to talk about so that. So you can eat more trees. No, and- no, no. CRT, you got to cut it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Martin, we're going to, we're going to, you know, just so everyone knows, we're, at the end of this, we're going to, uh, we're attaching uh, my interview with Dr. Papster uh, that uh, we had some technical issues with. So that's going to come at the end of this. So we're going to, it may seem like we're ending up early, but there'll be a few minutes extra here. Yes. But we're going to go ahead and uh, transition over into good old hurrahs and huzzahs. Well, Matt, have you ever heard of New York-style pizza? I bet you haven't. But great news. Papa John's is bringing New York-style pizza into the mainstream. It's not just for the Greenwich Village elite anymore. OMG. I know. I love pizza. And well, you'll love New York-style pizza. I only know of, you know, uh, I only know of pizza that they make around me. So, you know... Um, this whole, this whole idea of, of being able to eat pizza from different types of places anywhere in the world or in the United States or whatever, wherever there are pizza huts. No, Papa John's. Yeah. Papa John's. Papa you know, they John. have Papa John's in Russia, by the way. And by the way, they are not shutting down there. Um, but... Shaq owns Papa John's now. Okay. So it's fine. Okay. Well, he'll do the right thing. Yeah, you really want to get Shaq on our bad side? No. no. Yeah, I, I don't exactly. But I'm I'm so happy for this 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 bringing of different styles of pizza to to anywhere. I mean, I've, who I found came out up with this. Well, I found out about it from TV. Their fresh, never frozen crust looked so delicious on TV, it seemed fake. Really? But it couldn't be fake because it was on TV. Right. That would be illegal. Yeah. Huh. Well, anyway, pretty awesome. And I'm going to secretly order like five of them. I already did, actually. Yeah. Just now. Well, and, you know, I mean, I'll pay pretty much anything you ask for one of those because I don't have the money to go all the way to Greenwich Village just to eat pizza. Gas prices are $84 a gallon there. You really want to go there? And the idea that I can have pizza that is exactly like you get in New York, delivered to me. Yeah, delivered by Papa John's is amazing. Um, well, I'm glad you're on board with this. Oh, I, yeah. I'm literally so excited right now. Well, you're going to be excited because you're never going to guess who my huzzah is for. It's for Martin. What? But, but hear me out. It's for Superintendent Martin of the Hines County School District in Mississippi. Now, I'm not a superintendent. I know. Uh, There's another person in the world with your name. It's actually this person's last name. I'm not going to dwell on this person and make them, you know, not trying to dox them. But this is the person that fired uh, an assistant principal who uh, was the guest uh, reader for second graders at uh, an elementary school in Mississippi. And he decided to read the book, I Need a New Butt, um, 
and it's but b-u-t-t so you know like your butt you're behind and um so he read this book that of course the kids thought was hilarious of course they did and that was the point and he got fired he literally got fired because he he showed quote unquote a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment because the topics described in the book were inappropriate. So, yeah. I thought they were just funny. It's inappropriate that every single human being has a butt. Um, and, you know, or like almost all of them. And that, you know, like he said, you know, I, I think it's fun. It's if kids can find books fun and silly, you know, maybe they might hang around this is what he said. They'll hang around long enough to see all the other cool things that books can be. Nope. 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 That type of reckless, uh, you know, bad decision-making, irresponsible behavior is, uh, is, is not going to fly. Uh, and, you know, this, what he said that I thought was really, this is what my huzzah really comes from. He said, you know, this, he said, quote, Teachers already have so much else to worry about when they come into a building. One, getting fired over test scores. Two, is someone going to come in and shoot up the building? Or am I going to catch COVID, Price said. So, right. Here's all these other things going on. I know those are the three things that teachers worry about most. Here's all these things going on in the world, and he decides to, you know, do something fun and, you know, not take himself too seriously boom he gets fired so just quick side note on this what county is he from again um hind county it's it is it's hinds h-i-n-d-s isn't that basically just plural for butts yeah butt county yeah yeah yeah. Hmm. good point yeah well so huzzah to you superintendent martin um not because, me. Right. Because, you know, you just if you're going to be a superintendent and you can't you can't you don't have the power to stick up for for one of your I mean, this was a principal. This is one of her lackeys. Right. Man. Henchman. Yet another yet another reason uh, to, to get into teaching. But um, anyway, I'm sorry for him. You know, it takes a lot of time and energy and money and you know, getting your butt kicked to get into a position like that. And he just must feel, uh, he must feel terrible. So. All right. So Matt. Yes. We're going to patch in here. The remastered interview where you interview Dr. Yes. Dr. Papster. I'd like to thank you for accepting an invitation to speak with me one-on-one today. It's a real honor for me. Oh, I'm very happy to do it, Matt. In my country, giving away your time and energy to someone else for free is considered the highest honor as well. I'm just so tired of Martin stealing the stage from me, stealing my ideas, and just generally co-opting everything I do or say as if it were his own. (laughs) Oh, Matt, that is a good one. Thanks. I think the fact that you and Martin bicker so often, while obviously retaining a real affection for each other, masculine of course, is what makes your show so enjoyable. 
<laughs> That's a good one, Doc. Well, they don't pay me all this money for my sense of humor, you know. Doc, tell me how you feel about the coach. Oh, the coach. How many crumbambulas and chibrikis do you have while you wait? <laughs> this guy, he is a little bit like a humorless Dick Cheney. You think you are breaking bread with him, and he shoots you in the face with some kind of phallic American gun. So you might say he's a little bit more like Mike Ditka than Matt Nagy. Ditka, you know of him? In my country, he is known as the biggest sausage eater. And when I mean big, I mean he can take down just about any size of sausage. I did not know his legend has spread so far and wide. I mean Coach Ditka. Mikolaj Ditka is the coach? The man who could fit any sausage into his mouth, even the longest? I don't know about all that, Coach. I mean, I guess it could be true. There is an old SNL skit in which he is known to have quite an appetite for polar sausage. Polar sausage. Yuck. Blech. Do not get me started on them. They are terrible people. If I knew that I would have never agreed to revisionist news. Oh, Doc, I'm sorry. Uh, this is my fault. I think I have confused you. Mike Ditka is not Coach Popteen, nor is he the greatest sausage eater that you know from back home. Our Mike Ditka is a rage-filled, abusive celebrity, and Coach Popteen is just the coach, I guess. I'm sorry for the confusion. I guess we live in a smaller world than I realized. Oh, Matt, when will you ever learn? Just stop trying to be funny. Let it come naturally, as Martin does. <laughs>